Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Reshape Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Nolte, and every single week I bring you knowledge and tips and strategies to help you get healthy and lose weight for good. In this week's YouTube video, Sarah and I talked a lot about grace and self-care, and we kind of did some troubleshooting into some of the resistance that her subconscious is giving her regarding changing her dietary habits and tracking her food. So it's a really interesting episode. I'm excited for you to hear it. Let's get started. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, it's very hot and dry in Colorado, and mm. I'm about ready to be done with that. It's super nice in Nebraska. It's beautiful. I think you've earned it. I'm not going to lie. No, it's been really hot and humid. So um, for the viewers, the listeners, Sarah and I were talk- talking offline a little bit before, that, before this, and we have a really good episode for you today. We're going to talk a lot about self-care, a lot about grace in weight loss, and we're going to dig deeper into why um, Sarah has been having a hard time following through on logging her food and carb manager. So she has some really interesting thoughts about that. Um, we were talking, we wanted to do a listener shout out for April Ramos, and she's been super supportive of um, these YouTube videos and of Sarah, and she's going through my course and she's doing an awesome job. And so in the last video, she left a really long comment and it was really personal and touching. So the first part of that was, thank you, Sarah and Morgan, for another great video. I enjoy listening to them while I walk. So could you do at least one a day? And <laughs> no, we can't do one a day, but we're shooting for one a week, April. So I'm sure I'm keeping you busy enough with other stuff in the course to listen to. Um, and then Sarah and I, we were talking and we couldn't really identify a feel good moment per se. Um, I know mine was just April's comment and yeah. other comments from course members. Sarah, did you have anything specific for a feel good moment? Um. Actually, my feel-good moment of the week was just, you know, I I did some stuff for my job search that was important. Mm-hmm. So um, the problem with that is it took time away from this. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yep. Yep. And then we were talking of eye-openers too. And I think my eye-opener continues to be our conversations and just further reflection on them and... Um, applying them to my life, you know, applying the principles of not shaming people and not shaming myself. So did you have a specific eye opener this week? Um, The eye opener of this week is for me, probably that um, when I'm in a lot of pain, it completely derails everything I'm doing, every single thing of my life. So I think about that in terms of our future topic here, which is grace Um, and how many people I might be meeting every day that are probably experiencing that, but aren't showing it, uh, giving people grace is also a gift to yourself, but we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit about that later. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be an interesting topic and you had some good thoughts about self-care. So I want you to talk about what self-care is, what self-care is not. And what role you think self-care plays in your weight loss transformation? First, I kind of want to address what self-care isn't because there are a lot of thoughts around self-care that cause us to not do it. 
And I think this, this has a lot to do with um, a misconception of what self-care is. First, um, you don't earn self-care. It isn't a reward for, um, you know, enduring something terrible. You don't have four weeks of crap and then you earn self-care. Self-care should be ongoing. Self-care should be something that you're planning into your weeks so you can kind of build up a bank of energy that you can give to yourself and others. Also, self-care is 100% not a value statement. If you are unable to go to a spa for a day, but your self-care consists of having a beer on the back porch while you read a book, great. That is, that is equally valid. You, there isn't a value around a different type of self-care yeah, it'd be great if we could all go to a spa for a day or, you know, perform self-care by taking a Caribbean vacation. That would be fantastic. But it's also not realistic for 99% of the people on the planet. So mm-hmm. rather than worry about, you know, that I'm not self-caring the right way, yeah. think to yourself, I'm doing what I can do and this is recharging my batteries right now. And finally, self-care is not self-indulgence. And this is kind of one of those things that I have troubles with. I find myself rewarding myself with food because I know myself well. I know that this goes back to sort of family relationships. When I was a kid, you know, the reward for going to church was often that I got to have chicken McNuggets and macaroni and cheese, right? Um, Everything you do when you're a kid is rewarded with food, whether it's mm-hmm. birthday cake or, you know, oh, you played such a great game. So as a reward, I'm taking you through drive, drive-through food or, you know, you were so great today helping with your sister. Here's an ice cream. It's the easiest way to reward people. And it's probably the most destructive way to reward people, but it's a lesson you learn. I mean, you learn how to reward yourself with food and I literally know not a single person on this planet that I have ever met that doesn't treat food or indulgence of some kind as a reward. Mm-hmm. So think to yourself, you know, for instance, in our case, you're on a healthy journey. Is there another way besides food that you could reward yourself and perform self-care? Because the long and short of it is healthy food is self-care indulging in food that you just really, really love that tastes good in the moment isn't self-care and you know it's not. I mean, I know that I would love to have one of those marshmallow cookies that has the chocolate in it. I love those, but I also know I will regret it within a millisecond Mm -hmm. for many reasons. So Remind yourself that indulging false narratives around what reward is, is not self-care. So that's, that's where I would start with that. Do you have any thoughts on that? I really liked what you said when you, when you said eating healthy is self-care, but indulging, I mean, it's so natural and it's such a subconscious habit that we form to crave carbs and sugar. I just finished the carbs and sugar masterclass training. I recorded that yesterday 
for my class. And part one line in there is we don't sing happy birthday to a vegetable tray. And my husband and I didn't shove steak in each other's mouths at our wedding reception. No, it's cake. Right. And I can't tell you how many times I had to tell my Nana, no, I don't want that homemade ice cream and chocolate sauce that I so love having at the lake. And there's a reason that I crave dessert after dinner every single night. It's because I had dessert every single night after dinner. I said that backwards. I do that a lot. Um, And there's a reason that I crave afternoon sweets. It's because my dad brought me a candy bar every day after work growing up. Totally. Yeah. And so I think that it's just so conditional. We have this conditional hunger and we have forgotten how to feel truly hungry, physically hungry. I think we have a lot of mental hunger and often we self-care with food. And so we have to deal like right now I'm writing the next masterclass about ending emotional eating. So this is very timely (laughs) and they kind of go hand in hand because a lot of times we emotionally eat on high carbon sugar foods, which leads to more cravings. Um, But I know for me, the first step in identifying those was just to think about it. Just like you said, think about your childhood memories around food. They, all of them are usually around food, you know? And so the other thing that you said that really resonated with me was how you describe self-care and how it doesn't have to be this day at the spa. It doesn't have to be going on vacation. It can, it can literally be having a beer on the back patio. And I'm thinking through like my week last night, I went for a really nice walk because it was, it was beautiful out. Um, what did that sacrifice? That sacrificed my Netflix time with my husband. <laughs> so, um, but that was my self-care for the day was going for a walk. Um, a lot of times it's five minutes in the morning of reading something that's not related to work um, exactly. before the kids get up. And I think it's okay to remind ourselves that sometimes self-care is doing nothing, sitting on the couch and doing nothing. I think a lot of us, you too, like you're very productive and you're super busy and your brain is always going, but I think it's good for us to calm down, slow down, let our cortisol levels come down and de-stress sometimes. And we should do that every day. So that's kind of what it means to me is work in some you time throughout the day. Yeah. I, I think a lot about like, what would I really have liked to be rewarded with as a kid? You know, more time with my parents. Yeah. What? Yeah. Let's answer that. Let's, I would have, I would have loved it if every time I did something really great, my parents taught me how to do something like even something dumb, like change the oil in my car or, Mm -hmm. you, you know, or maybe we read a book together or sang a song together. That probably would have been a healthier way to, you know, and it would have bonded us together. There, I mean, it has more benefits than, you know, you were so great at the hospital. I'm taking you through Dairy Queen so you can get an orange slushy. Mm-hmm. So, no, I think uh, that's really thought, you know. Yeah. I'd love to hear from people watching this video or listening to the podcast version. You know, if they have memories of food growing up that were associated with reward, and I loved what you just asked, like, what would I have preferred? How, like, looking back 2020, 2020 vision, (laughs) what would have been more meaningful to me? Um, 
I think for me, it, it would have been stuff, you know, like buy me something, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> and oh, I'm not a good but... person, but like back then, like a new tank top was a big deal. So sure. mm-hmm. I mean, for me, like a new book, you know, yeah. so yeah. I totally get that. So I think, but... oh, go ahead. Go ahead, babe. Oh, we need to think about that. Like part of the masterclass that I'm writing is how else can we, how else can we deal with whatever underlying emotion is triggering us to eat. It's not always celebration. It's depression. It's anger. It's stress. It's boredom. Right. It's right. happiness. Every single emotion we can link back to food. And so we have to kind of have a bank of ideas to deal with those underlying emotions in a way that doesn't involve food. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Um, in the interest of time, I'm going to quickly go into what self-care is. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think that I would define self-care specifically as creating space for yourself in which you can recharge your batteries. Mm-hmm. That's a super vague thing, Mm-mm. but different people need space differently. Mm-hmm. I need silence to be able to relax. Um, I, I know that for me, sitting down and reading a book in somewhere that's quiet will help me recharge because it stops the 28 million projects I have going on in my brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, that's important. I know other people for whom they physically have to be restrained from doing something. So they do do things like go get a pedicure where you absolutely can't go anywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but for other people, you know, especially people who are a little more extroverted, think about doing something as simple as calling your best friend. You know, I have um, these cubes called table topics. Sometimes we just mm-hmm. call each other and talk about a table topic, which That's could cool. be any, any question in the world. Yeah. Um, I am, believe it or not, fairly highly introverted. So (laughs) it's important for me to just have time away from everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I need less stimulus. Some people need more stimulus. The long and short of it is that self-care has a lot of mixed messages around it, especially around how to do it right. Think about the products that are getting pitched to you every day around Mm self-care Um, You have to have a foot spa in your home and you have to get a massage and you have to take a cooking class and it goes on and on and on. There isn't a right way. Do what you can do. You only have X amount of dollars and X amount of time. If it is sitting down watching Netflix with your husband for an hour every night, that's great. It's the best. I love it. Absolutely. If it's locking the door to your room and taking a nap once a week, Mm -hmm. do that. Because rest is unbelievably important, as Dr. Morgan would say. So stop judging yourself around it. There isn't, there's no value judgment to self-care. The point is that you realize that you are valuable and amazing. Mm -hmm. Look at all the things you do in the world. Even the person that's listening to this that thinks they do nothing, you do so much more than you think you do. You are always giving to other people. You're always putting thought out into the world. You go to work, you drive home, you, you do a million things. You earn self-care by existing. Mm -hmm. You earn self-care by doing your best. You don't earn self-care because you, 
did 400 million things and saved six lives. Mm-hmm. You know, that's fantastic and I love you for it, but you earn self-care because you are a person. Yeah. And you mentioned it, one word, judgment. And I think that we're going to talk about that in a couple episodes because negative self-talk is essentially judging yourself. And right. we're going to talk a lot about that in a future episode. But we also talked about judgment a little bit offline with tracking your food. And so I wanted to segue with judgment into, I want you to tell me and tell the viewers and the listeners, what is going through your mind? Why did you start strong with tracking your food for a few days and then fall off and start journaling? Because let's be honest. So zero to a hundred percent, how much of your food are you journaling right now? Probably 70%. Pretty good. Now, is that like five days a week or is that 70% of all the food? 70% of all the food. Okay. So the first thing I recommend is give yourself a couple days off. Don't worry about it. Like tomorrow is Tony's birthday, right? Right. Okay. Hopefully that wasn't private information. Sorry, Tony. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So if you guys are going out for an exception meal, don't worry about it, you know, but um, let's shoot for five days a week, Monday through Friday, but Why did you make that switch, Sarah? You know, I was thinking about that and I'm not practicing self-care, number one. Um, I'm not giving myself space to do the things I really wanted to. You know, a job search is great, but this project with Dr. Morgan is for me. Mm -hmm. Um, It is for me because I love to help people and it is for me because I want to be healthier myself. Am I taking time out of my life to do this? I am not, frankly. Mm-hmm. Why am I not doing it? Part of it is scientific, and I'll just say that I know my brain is rebelling against the idea of, of limiting what I can eat and, and restricting myself. I know that my brain is saying this is punishment. That is a thought process I have to work through mm-hmm. on my own for the most part, but I am talking to Dr. Morgan about it. But the other thing is that if you don't give yourself time to do these things, you know, I, I think two episodes ago, we talked about me scheduling the time into my mm-hmm. schedule. That all went to hell because everybody needed something right now. And, and I am the person that is going to give it. So, um, luckily Dr. Morgan has an episode called the no train, um, which will help me practice saying no to people. So we were talking about what I need to do to get back on track. And I think that part of that is giving myself a little grace. Yeah. So I'm hoping that Dr. Morgan can kind of give us some ideas around what grace is and why it's so valuable. Yeah. So I think that grace is kind of removing the judgment from yourself that tends to surround weight loss. Um, We were talking offline about maybe why you don't want to track your food. And is it, you know, you, you don't want to feel restricted. You don't want your brain is like rebelling against you. And I think a lot of that is because when you're logging your food, you can see how many grams of carbs and proteins and fats you've had in a day. And you can associate judgment with that. And you can say, I failed. I ate too many carbs. I didn't eat enough protein. I'm a bad person. 
And we talked about how you can spiral those thoughts and that doesn't feel good. And if something doesn't feel good, it's going to be really hard to do and do consistently. So we have to figure out a way that tracking your food makes you kind of feel good. And I think one way is by not breaking the streak, like James Clear says in Atomic Atomic Habits, never miss twice. But in order to do that, you have to remove the judgment from your log. It's almost like you're doing work, like you're doing a task at work. It's just something that you do. There's no judgment associated with it. Like how many emails do we send out a day? You know, like you just do it. (laughs) So you just log your food, you remove the judgment. And then one time a week, I recommend once a week, you do what's called a weekly preview. And that's where you assess it. You assess it without judgment. And you say, how can I get a little bit better this week? And what am I going to do specifically? What little mini goal am I going to set this week to get 1% better? So nowhere in there is there any negativity, nowhere in there is there any judgment, but you're so right that that's something that you have to work through. You have to give yourself the grace to remove the judgment. You have to give yourself the grace to not try to be perfect. I can't tell you how many messages I get on, I'm not quite to my goal or whatever. I'm like, are you logging? That's excellent. You're logging. Like that is this step number one. Like, let's not worry about those details right now. Stay consistent with the things that really matter. And that's giving yourself grace. That's being patient with yourself. That's making time for yourself. I didn't realize coming in as a, you know, a newbie business owner who wanted to help people lose weight. I knew the science behind it. And again, then I had to learn the science behind habit change. And now what I'm realizing from this conversation is none of that matters if people don't give themselves time and grace. Those two things are prerequisites to lose weight and keep it off. I would agree. And for those of us who are probably Midwestern and taught that we don't deserve grace, Let me ask you this. Are you saying things to yourself every day that you wouldn't say to someone you loved? If that's the case, you really a need to watch our first episode in September, which is going to be a negative Mm self-talk, but you also need to think that is grace. If a friend came to you and said, I am hysterical because I've been doing all the right things, but I'm not doing them well enough. What would you say? You wouldn't say, yeah, you are an awful person. You say you're a person. Yeah, you're a person. That's that's the message, right? You are a human being. Any step that you make forward, even if it feels so incremental, is a step forward. Mm -hmm. Period. Yep. And I always like to say every time progress over perfection. When you're focused on being perfect, that'll stress you out. And what does that do? Your cortisol goes up and it's going to be harder to lose weight. It's like a double-edged sword here. Um, The other important thing with grace, I think, is when you give some time to yourself, inevitably someone else doesn't get that time. You know, I think that I could have had the mindset last night that "Mm, I can't go for a walk because that's going to cut into my time with Justin and I want to be a good wife and spend time with him. 
I have to remind myself, you are a good wife without, without doing things. We need to stop earning grace. I think a lot of people have that mentality that we have to earn it just like we have to earn our self-care time. Totally. You know, it's just part of who you are as a human. Like you need to give yourself grace. You need to give yourself self-care time and give yourself grace that you might not be the best employee for an hour a day. If you're going to shut your phone off and go for a walk, you're not going to be immediately available to people. That is okay. You know, you don't have to be immediately available to everybody else all of the time. Um, so I think that that's another important part with grace is giving yourself grace that you're not going to be hundred percent to everyone all the time. You can't be, and then receiving grace. So last night, Justin put both of the kids to bed. That's a big deal. <laughs> Whoever has young kids, you know, that's a big deal. And I, I received that. And I tried really hard. We've talked before to not have the mom guilt, like the, right. the mom shame. Um, so if someone wants to help you out a little bit so you can have some you time, receive that grace, say thank you, and don't feel guilty about it. That's kind of the other point of grace, I think. Totally agree. And keep in mind that every minute you spend on self-care feels like you're taking it away from someone else. Mm. But you're actually enabling yourself to be 100% present when you do give time to someone. Thank you for pointing that out. Because if your bucket's not full, you don't have anything to give to anybody else. 100%. Thank you for pointing that out. And I, and I tell myself that, but I forgot it. You know, and it's like, I go for walks to be a better wife and to be a better mom. But that means that I can't be an active and present mom during that time of right. self-care. So it's a really big balancing act that looks different for everyone. Totally. Totally. So my dear, I think that that really was a nice little convo on self-care and grace. We're going to dig a little bit more into grace when we talk about negative self-talk. Now I want to get really specific with your intentions for this upcoming week. Um, So specifically what lessons are you going to watch in the course? So this is kind of our little accountability for the week. What are you going to get done this week for you? Okay. So we talked in our first episode about how you set goals Mm -hmm. and how they need to be very specific. So I have two goals. The first is I am going to record my food in the carb manager app so that you can look at it. I am going to do that after every meal. Okay. Every day except Saturday and Sunday. And maybe tomorrow because of Tony's birthday. Or if you want to, you can. Although I'm going to say we're going hiking, so. I think that's great, but my reminder is remove judgment from it. So I'm going to enter my food without judging myself. Okay. 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 I think a no judgment sign on my computer might be a good way to go. Just putting it out there. Yeah, that's good. My second goal is I am a class behind, um, so I am going to watch the lessons. You did a a set of lessons around macros. Mm -hmm. I'm going to watch those four lessons, and I'm going to review my notes on the insulin resistance masterclass. Nice. And I am going to watch the fasting, the set of lessons around fasting. 
Okay. I am going to do that in the morning before I start other things. Nice. That is where I can, I can sit and watch that while I eat breakfast instead of trying to email and eat breakfast, which is what I normally do. Yeah. So I think that is the better thing. So from 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. is Morgan time. Okay. And by the way, you don't really need two hours a day to get through this, you know, even, (laughs) but if you want, so you essentially want to get through module two, which is fuel, where we talk about hydration, carbs, protein, fat, and you want to go through the fasting module to learn about the benefits of intermittent fasting by next Wednesday, our Facebook live, or by two weeks from now when we meet again on, on here. By next Wednesday. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. I'm really proud of you, Sarah. I think that that's, um, those are really great steps. I think every single person in the course feels like they're behind maybe. And I like to remind people there's no behind, but you have to take in like con- consistent and intentional steps forward. I don't care how long it takes you to get through the course, but the faster you do it, the faster you're going to see results. So right. let's, let's arm ourselves with this knowledge and you know, I think that there's something else to be said here. And I had this thought when I was writing the other day that once you know it on an intellectual level, it's really hard to justify continuing those unhealthy habits. And so I think that might be going on in your mind too. Why, why there might be some internal resistance to going through these trainings is because, Ooh, I'm going to know better. Right. And, and then I might, and then I might feel guilty when I have my Reese's peanut butter cups, you know? And so just really try to separate the guilt and the shame from your everyday actions and from learning. Okay. So push through that resistance and just get it done is my biggest recommendation for this week. All right. Resistance is futile. I got it. It is. And I wanted to remind everybody about our Facebook live next week. So yes, yes I'm really excited for that. So do you want to tell them a little bit more about that, Sarah? So basically, we um, are going to recap a few things that we've talked about, just a few major points, kind of what we've learned from each other in the last Mm -hmm. four episodes. And then I would love to hear live questions from anybody. You'll be able to get on Facebook and ask us a question if you want to, uh, or you are absolutely welcome to just comment a question and I'll read Mm -hmm. it and we can talk about it. I would love to get as much feedback as, as you've got to give. Um, I will literally answer any question that you have. So I'm just putting that out there as a little enticement. If you want to see me flustered, give it a shot. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys, if it's a more private question and you don't want it public, you know, you don't want your name associated with it. I want you to email info at reshapept.com and we can gather those questions and answer them live. So I'm really excited. It's 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time on my Facebook page. You can search either Dr. Morgan Nolte or Reshape Physical Therapy and Wellness and find it. Um, And it'll be about an hour long, half an hour to an hour, depending on the questions that we have. So we look forward to seeing you there. Be sure if you're liking these videos to tell that to YouTube. So like it and subscribe to my channel and share it with your friends. That helps this message get seen by as many people as possible. Yes. All right. Thank you. All of you are sticking with us. I think this is 
a really a good project for everybody. And um, I really appreciate Dr. Morgan talking me off the ledge so many times. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will see you live next week. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Sarah. Be sure that you leave a comment on YouTube and like and subscribe to my channel so that this can get seen by more people. Also, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast and left a review, that would mean a lot to me as well. And I'll talk to you again next week.